Welcome to Ego Netcast. I am Martin Lindeskog. Hi, Daryl Urbanski. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm good. Thank you for having me here. It's an honor and a pleasure to be back and catch up with you after so many years. <laughs> yeah, time time flies. It's about three years. And uh, the background is that I updated my LinkedIn profile a bit. I, I As I said, I know how LinkedIn works in a way, but I'm not an expert on it. But uh, as a small uh, business owner and entrepreneur, when you have a new site or a new project, you could update your LinkedIn profile. So I'd done that podradio.org, teaparty.media, and teaversus.coffee. And one of these, you, you congratulated to me on LinkedIn. And when we had, a, you, know, you could say, catching up here. So it's three wow. years since we talked talk last time. And uh, yeah, I, I want to do a bit of follow-up, but also to, I did a search because my podcast is called Ego, like I am or I in Latin. So I did ego surfing on myself and on you and some ego search here. Uh, oh. And also include some links in the show notes with that I will listen to and I hope my listeners will do also because you had an interesting interview there that your guest, uh, Micah uh, Mitchell, uh, interviewed uh, you, but he was the guest on your show. Could you tell a little about <laughs> that before we jump into the search here? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So inside the mind of Daryl Urbanski was I had interviewed Micah twice on my show and I've known Micah for a number of years. Um, and he said, you know what, Daryl, I would like to do an interview with you for your show because I think your listeners probably want to know more about you and how you think yeah. and, you know, and your background. And I said, sure, let's do it. And so we did the call one day and I, I uploaded it. It's actually our number one download, which has surprised me because I yeah. figured that some of my guests were maybe more VIP than me. But it was it's just neat to see that uh, people want to know, like, who is this Daryl guy, I guess. so. Yeah. So in, in, in a way, uh, I could say that jokingly that I wonder that also because we uh, got connected through a service there back in the day called uh, podcastguests.com, I think. And and it was your assistant there, your helper, and and um, working with you on best business coach there in Canada that reach out reach out to me, and then we have a big bit back and forth through an artificial intelligence service called X.ie in order to schedule the meeting, so to speak, and the Skype call, and then to use Ringer for the conversation and the podcast. So that was. Interesting. So I will include that also in the show notes, the podcast episode there. It's almost exactly three years ago. So time flies. Uh, yeah, it does fly. It does fly. So and and when I went to your, to your site there and uh, listened to to the episode there, and and then also signed up for your book there. Could you tell a little bit more about that? Because that will come into this when I did the search as a now yeah. a newly author uh, on my first book on tea so you have a book there that you could sign up uh, in, in order to get it but you could also buy it on amazon could you tell about that uh, the book there on your so-called primitive techniques i don't right, think they right. are primitive i think they are pretty uh, yeah skillful but i i'm curious to could you tell the listeners give them the short version of your book there Sure. So the book is called Ancient Secrets of Lead Generation, Your Primitive Business Guide to Better Leads 
with less effort. And that was a book. I actually wrote three very quickly. One was actually notes from a, a workshop that I did, but I put it up mm. on Amazon. Um, and the other two were books that I wrote, uh, and mostly to see what the market wanted. I knew that Amazon had lots of buyers. People go to Amazon to buy mm. knowledge on things, and I was curious, what are these people most interested in? And so it was kind of an experiment where, I, like I said, I wrote two books. I call them business books for busy people. So they're not big, thick books. They're very punchy. You read mm. it in an afternoon on, you know, on a weekend. Um, anyways, and I just, one, the one that took off was ancient secrets of lead generation. And so I did, I practiced what I preach and I applied some of my techniques for marketing and I managed to get it to hit number one on Amazon for the top 100 in marketing and sales. And, hmm. um, that's really it. And it walks you through the fundamentals of lead generation. That's why it's primitive business, right? Hmm. That's why I say it's like, cause it's basics, it's fundamentals. I'm yeah. a big fan yeah. of fundamentals. Because in my experience in martial arts, what I discovered training Gracie Jiu-Jitsu for six years was mm -hmm. that um, in the early days, everybody wants to know all the fancy stuff. They want to know mm -hmm. how to do backflips and, you know, all the <laughs> fancy stuff. But when you really get into just wanting to be successful and work, it always comes back to fundamentals. And, you know, virtue is doing the common uncommonly well. And that's mm. something that really stands out to me in martial arts is that we love watching the fights with like two black belts and mm. the one wins the fight doing basic things you learn in your first month mm. of training. Mm. But he's so good at it, the other guy can't stop him and he knows what's coming, right? Mm. And so I just love that concept. And so it's, mm. it's really kind of a back to basics. It lists ways to reach leads, how to approach and test different, uh, different ways to generate leads. Because two different methods can have exponentially different results. For example, when I had my martial arts school, um, I was doing some online marketing and I was split testing uh, what I was doing. So I was doing multiple things, but I was doing it with not just to do it. I was doing it and tracking the results of each to see which one was performing better. And I'd had 55 different things I was doing. I had five target markets. And I was trying 11 different hooks, 11 different appeals. So like lose weight, get in shape, you know, learn self-defense, right? Like all these things. Mm. I had 11 of those and I was targeting them at five potential customer profiles. And so that's 55. And uh, out of it, my number one performed 1,100% better than my number two, which mm. performed like three or 600% better than the number three. And the only two that were profitable were the number one and two. And mm -hmm. that really spoke to me because if I had only done one or two things, right? If I only, only done one or two things, it wouldn't have been successful. But because I did the testing and I knew what to do, I, you know, it was almost a license to print money. I would get more leads than I could, I could follow up with and handle. And I started getting into software tools on how do I handle such so many leads. And that got me into a marketing automation and database marketing. And from there, I learned a skill set that became very, 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 very valuable, especially when I started working with bigger uh, businesses. So hmm. after... I don't know if I'm just, I'm just, well, I was free for. So after I did yeah. that and I grew my, I grew my martial arts school to six figures a year and I had four instructors and a manager and two sales reps and uh, it was kind of humming along, but I got bored and I was in my hometown and I, I really wanted to leave. I'd already lived in Tokyo and I lived in other cities around Canada and 
couple other places in the world and I just had itchy feet and I was looking mm -hmm. for a, an opportunity to grow. And I had the opportunity to go down to San Diego and work with a company and they offered me $25,000 to move. They offered me $100,000 US plus uh, 2.5% of everything I helped the company make. And the founder, mm -hmm. he had been known for doing building multi-million dollar businesses. And I was only making six figures up in Canada, right? And so uh, 100,000 US was more than I was making, plus 25,000 US to move, plus percent of what I helped them make. I, you know, I, I couldn't really sell my business. So what I did is I, 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 I was using shared space uh, with mm -hmm. another martial arts instructor and I signed the lease over to him, uh, the rest of the lease over to him. And I canceled the contracts I had and I reimbursed a lot of students for money. And I went to, that's part of why they gave me the $25,000 signing bonus was to refund some of my clients that had already prepaid for more future learning. I went down to San Diego on this quest to <clears throat> learn and grow my skill set, right? And martial arts, we're always looking for the instructor who can beat us typically, mm. right? Once, if you, in martial arts, I mean, it's the only sport where that, that happens. If basketball coach beats up his students, parents would be upset. But if martial arts <laughs> instructor, if your coach can't beat you up, you are upset. So, mm. you know, you're constantly looking for the bigger challenge. And I went to San Diego looking for a bigger challenge. And the skills that I developed managing leads and managing a database and marketing, when I applied them to this business that was an online business serving customers around the world, you know, we did millions of dollars. It was, it was incredible for me to see how the principles and the strategies worked. And it was just, it was more like, um, like plumbing will transport a liquid. It doesn't matter what liquid you put in there. Right. And it's kind of like that. Once I understood the plumbing of a business and how to put it together and how to automate certain steps, it was really quite remarkable what we did. We did uh, $3.2 million in about a year. We did $1.6 million of that in under eight months. Um, you know, and they went on to take the, strat the single strategy that I created for them. And they did because uh, there was two income streams for the company. And the one mm -hmm. of them was a marketing strategy that I created. Not, I don't want to make it sound like I'm a magic genie. It was with a team. Any, any real success you hear, it's not just so much one person's magic touch. It was part of a team. But I have repeated this with more people. So I feel fairly confident I know what I'm doing. Um, so I've repeated this with other clients. Not to the same scale, but mostly because the clients haven't had that big of an appetite. People get nervous when they're like spending tens of thousands of dollars on advertising, even if they have big money coming in because they're mm -hmm. concerned about their risk. But this client, he like he was on a mission – to grow as big as he could. And he didn't care if he broke anything trying to get there type thing. And so we went really big. They did just under $7 million in under three years. And um, like I said, I've repeated this with other clients. I've helped them do half a million dollars in a month and 600,000 and, you know, in less than a year, six, seven months. So it kind of depends on the business the, and the market. You know, if you're trying to suck water out of a pond, um, which is like if you have a target market and it's a if it's a local business, there's only some might only be so many customers right in that pond. Mm. There might only be so many fish. So those are kind of the yeah. things that you know the variables that matter. But the 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 fundamentals they work. And this is a bit of a long story, but um, Ancient Secrets of Lead Generation was kind of my launch pad into that. I I sold that book, hit number one on Amazon. I got on uh, local TV and radio, and I I think I was even in the newspaper. And I put a business coaching group together and I started coaching, uh, had a small coaching group. And that's through that is how I got connected with this potential client in San Diego. And, you know, I went there for two years and did that. And after that, I've just been helping other business owners and doing equity deals for parts ownership. And uh, actually recently, 
uh, about two years ago now. So a year after we talked, I gave away all my life savings to my relatives, um, focused in a focused manner, paying for specific things to help them out. And and then I've been rebuilding the last two years. I, I moved to the Philippines. I live on a beautiful tropical island. I just had a daughter. She's mm-hmm. 10 and a half weeks old. I know. I'm mm-hmm. so happy and proud to be a dad. And now we're gearing up, my girlfriend and I, because we're going to be uh, traveling. We're going to go to Vietnam and Singapore and Tokyo and then back to Canada, maybe catch um, next uh, fall for the fall colors. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's kind of brings us up to speed, I think. Yeah, that's interesting to hear, uh, Daryl. And uh, I will do some side notes uh, about uh, martial arts. I um, practice <clears throat> human self-defense jiu-jitsu by uh, uh, a person called Kurt Duvreval. He's not um, uh, more, but he, he had uh, put up a system there, uh, like human self-defense jiu-jitsu, uh, hmm. that you could uh, use a practice and uh, be safe according to the law also. So I, I had blue belt in, in that. So it, it's, uh, cool. I understand where you come from. And also I, I uh, read a book that I like called Judo Marketing on how you could do marketing in the judo way and uh, with this uh, uh, less resistance oh, and, and uh, yeah and doing in, in a smart way. But I have a question there and we will come to a Google search here. But me, uh, me myself as a, a novelty author writing my first book on tea published it and uh, thinking about what kind of a target audience it is because of course you get knowledge you get uh, some tips and tricks about tea and history but mainly you get an uh, as you say on afternoon you you get an uh, fun experience with nice illustrations by my good friend john cox of john cox art uh, so that's my thing. So now I'm on, on Amazon on print on demand, but I also printed a small uh, first batch here in Gothenburg. So that will be interesting if what I could learn from uh, from your book there also, and it will be interesting to talk more about that in in the future as a new um, author. How you could reach out and find your target in as I say in a, in a positive way. Because it's lots of tea books out there. It's lots of books in general out there. Uh, mm-hmm. But how you can combine that online, but also offline uh, with your passion and interest. So when you talked about now, when you are in the Philippines and uh, Asia, and you are, have been in uh, the real Daryl uh, Urbanski, that's one of the searches that we'll come back to, in Japan, uh, uh, where you have uh, the tea ceremony with matcha tea and so on. So I, I'll be very happy to talk to you more about that in the future. So I did uh, an ego search on your name, Daryl Urbanski. And on Google, then I got like uh, 8,190 results. And there first, it's Facebook, then Amazon as an author, then Twitter, then bestbusinesscoach.ca, Canada. The How of a Business, I think that's a podcast. Uh, Goodreads, that's uh, owned by Amazon for authors and readers of books, and YouTube, and then uh, the the guy the on fire and E on fire, and then Instagram. So that was the ten top uh, on Google. When I did it, uh, when I tried to do it like best business coach in Canada, that's very specific, I think. So I don't, I didn't get so many hits there. But if I wrote CA, then uh, your site, bestbusinesscoach.ca, was on the top there. 
And then I did duck, duck, go. And then I got similar results, but some difference also. Goodreads was on the top there. It's a scrolling one, so it doesn't say how many hits and you could continue. And then Twitter uh, and then Darryl, your site, DarylUrbanski.com. Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Facebook, The Real Daryl Urbanski, and that's you too. And uh, Pinterest. And then you had uh, on Blogspot, on Blogger. Uh, that oh, was my so, first blog, Ego, that's uh, so, in 2002. That's so long, that I yeah. <laughs> and, and then the, the fire. Yeah, the, the guy on fire again. And uh, so. Um, do you have any like reaction of that when you search, when you do an ego search or ego surfing on your own name? Uh, what do you want? What do you want to find there? And uh, because you you want to, how do you say uh, your mission there is to create two hundred millionaires? You want to be the best business coach in Canada and I think around the world. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, how to be? Uh, how would it be found or found? Well, I think there's the a lot. That's a great question. So does it represent who I am? Well, it's tough to say. Um, I think that there's enough there for people to get to know me. Um, and so I do think that there's enough mm -hmm. there to, if people are curious about who I am, there's enough to get them started and build a relationship. I, I love the concept of this because, you know, we should look and Google our own name. Um, you know, it's listed me as an author. I actually did it myself after you can see there's some I've been shown in some tweets here and stuff. So I think for the most part, it's a good, I mean, it's a good starting point. It's some great interviews with me, Entrepreneur on Fire, E on Fire was a great interview. That was right off the tail, right after I mm -hmm. did the $3.2 million with that promotion. So I think that, you know, it does, I even see some images here. There's a new show I was on. I think there's enough to, to create credibility and enough, uh, journalism that's been behind what I've done to really help people yep. know that they can trust what I've accomplished. So the advice I give typically, um, you know, you can't guarantee results in our line of work, but it typically would work. Um, so I don't know, it's kind of there, but there's, you're right. The one thing there isn't is mm -hmm. there isn't enough about my mission to create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. There's nothing about that front row and center. You know, it's my Facebook profile, my Twitter profile, my main website, which maybe we talk about that. But like you say, I actually just give away my free, my book, my Amazon profile, mm -hmm. and then these other interviews. So it really, when you search my name, it, it's really more about me and only me on the professional side. Although, I mean, Facebook, you know, it's my personal Facebook URL. So I think it's okay mm -hmm. for what, like for searching of my name. I think that's okay. Um, but when you search for my business, so we came up with best mm -hmm. business coach. Mostly because when we did keyword research, same thing with the podcast. Our yep. podcast called The Best Business Podcast with Daryl yep. Urbanski because when we did mm. keyword research, everyone was looking for the best business podcast. So that's, you know, that's part of how that came about. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's okay. I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's well, that's, that's part of what it was. Uh, be, where people are, people, be where people are. Yeah. And, and And it's good, good thoughts for for myself and also for uh, potential clients and uh, people that I'm working with regarding podcasting and so on. As, as I said, it's no quick fix and it's a long tail and it's a organic search um, optimization and even engagement and marketing. Uh, but it's it's good to think about these things. How are um, people searching? And for myself, I have that challenge also because I want to have a personal brand. 
I want to see that you, you are active online and, and adding value and adding your two cents to the conversation. So I often do that on blogs and, and so on. Uh, but uh, that's why I created this teaparty.media that would be so-called my last site. Uh, but I'll try to explain what I'm doing with uh, social media activ activities, my podcasting and my interest in tea and also uh, like business philosophy and the good life. So that's my uh, task now for, for this year to, to get it all, all together. But I, I think it's interesting to see, as you say, a history and that you are also active on different social media platforms and you get to, uh, 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 yeah, you get a picture of that. And that's why I, when, when we talked the first time three years ago, I did that search. I often don't, don't do it directly, but then I do it. Uh, and then you had reached out with your assistant and then I did uh, see if it could be a fit for my podcast. And I, I thought so. And uh, I got a nice um picture there and and uh, all all things around it and also that we had a conversation so i, I think uh, uh, it's a, it's a good way of doing it and i'm very interested to learn more about your daryl and your uh, your work here so do you want to to say anything more about future plans and also the last time you give, gave some great uh, book advice and uh, i am uh, affiliate of this audible the service owned by Amazon. So if you have any, any new uh, right. well, book I mean, tips, you're So marketing uh, really comes down to two critical pieces, traffic and conversion. And that's something I learned from Ken McCarthy, who some say was the original internet marketing guru. He had the first seminar. Yeah, I think his name was Mark Andreessen, the guy who created Netscape, the first browser. Um, you know, and he was a direct mail guy and was applying direct mail principles yep. to the internet. And what's really powerful about that is that's what everyone's done. It's just everything is tracked. If you do Facebook ads or Google ads or you buy ad space on someone's site, it's all recorded in the same metrics that they did with direct mail, uh, selling through mail order. And it works very similar. So it really comes down to traffic and conversion. So what I mean by that is what's your offer? So typically you know how many people see your offer and how many people take you up on it it's almost like if you had a sandwich board outside of an offline restaurant or a big sign how many people in cars drive by and how many people act and if you don't really have a call to action it's tough to know how effective that is so what i mean is if your sign is just like hey i'm great that's not really a call to action but if you have like two for one if you show you know two for one mm -hmm. people come in and go yeah i want the two for one deal Okay, good. You can count how many that think of it as coupon marketing, you know, and that's what's mm. really powerful. So how many people saw your offer and how many people took mm. you up on it? So traffic is how many eyeballs saw your offer and conversion are how many people converted. And depending on the price point, depending on the product or the industry, they have different buying cycles. So a pack of gum you might buy in a five second impulse decision, right? It's an extra dollar or something, right? Not a big deal. But if you're going to buy a car, that is a different buying mm. cycle. And so the offers need to be different because if you have a car offered like buy this car only $30,000, you know, it's going to, you know, there's only so many people we talk about, you know, emptying the pond mm. in every pond. There's only so many people that could just walk up onto the car lot and pay that right away. Mm. So the offer has to meet people where they are. And so maybe people have to be like, 
hating the car that they currently have. So maybe the offer is that, like, hey, have us take a look at your car and see, you know, see how many years you have left. Free inspection, right? To see how much how much time you have left in your car before it dies. And now they show up to the shop and now you can help them understand the condition that their current vehicle is in. And then you can talk to them about what it would look like to get into a new one, right? Financially, timeline-wise, you can help them make that planning process, right? So it depends on the, but that's why I say you have to meet them where they are, right? And so in the car industry, it would be better to talk to people about reasons that they hate the car that they have or reasons why they want a new car and offer something free. I talked about a coupon, a free inspection, a free oil change or Mm. something, right? Let's get you into our shop. Let's take a look under the hood. Let's give you a diagnostic. Mm. Of what what the situation diag prescription without diagnosis mm. is malpractice in medicine. Doctors can lose their license to practice medicine if they prescribe things mm. before they diagnose it. And the same should be said in any marketing scenario, any business situation. You should should prescribe right. things for people. So people, a lot of people love quizzes, all that sort of stuff. But it comes down to traffic and conversion. So for some people, maybe it's a free offer, just a you know, or it's a loss leader. Right. There's a lot of industries where they they sell things away. Most authors don't make any money on their book. The best thing you can do is give your book away for free just to give someone spend an evening Mm. reading your thoughts because now they know how you think. And now they are a warmed up prospect that you can Mm. write further build a relationship Mm. with. Drayton Bird is a direct uh, response copywriter, direct mail copywriter out of the UK. And he has a book and it's a great book. I forget the name of it, but it's – it's been number one on the business chart for it's been on the business top business chart, top 20, top 50 or something for like 30 years. And it's, he has a great quote in that book saying, you know, the purpose of business is to find a prospect, to turn a prospect into a customer and to make that customer your friend. Because that's what everybody needs to think about is that it's about the long term relationships. Mm. And I've made this mistake a lot of times. I actually lost a really lucrative client that I had Mm. that I had two and a half year relationship with of it being very lucrative for both of us. And a personal thing came up with her boyfriend and I felt I felt offended by it. And at a principle, Mm. it became a point Mm. of of friction to the point where we both were just kind of done. You know, I felt that she had not kept a promise and got her boyfriend involved and said that Mm. I would be able to say if it was working or not. And I didn't feel he was doing his part. And then when I voiced my opinion, it was like I was ostracized for it and I didn't like that. And, you know, but that's where the friendship fell apart. And so did the business relationship. Mm. And I think it's a really powerful sentence. So the first the goal of business is to locate a prospect, Mm. turn them into a customer and then make them your friend. And so with the book, it's the same thing. We're, so for Amazon, when I got my book to hit number one on Amazon, what I don't like about Amazon is you don't get any data. If I have my website, I can see how many visits I had from where, right? I can how much time yeah. they spent on the page. Yeah. I can use tracking links if I want to figure out how many mm. people clicked from Facebook or how many people clicked from this email or how many people clicked from this ad versus that ad. I can have data. Amazon, mm. you are just like lighting your hair on fire and doing everything you can. You're just you're spinning every wheel and you know yeah. and getting everything up in the air you can get and just frantic as mad as you can pushing traffic because you don't know what's converting and what isn't and you have to do that until you get enough sales to beat the other people. So it depends mm. on how what day of the week it is, what day of the month, you know, and how long you want to be mm. up there. 
And if you want to be up there for a month, then every day of that month, you have to have more downloads and sales of your book than everybody else. And you have to figure out, and that means that you have to send the ideal people mm -hmm. who want to read your book there. So it's like you can send a thousand people that aren't interested and maybe get one or two, three downloads, or you can send 20 people that are really interested in your topic and get 20 downloads. And that's where the traffic and conversion thing, if you just, the fundamental is who am I sending? Mm -hmm. Who, what am I offering them? You know, and are they interested? That's why I did more than one book. I did more than one book because I didn't know which topic they would be most mm -hmm. interested in. So I did a couple to see what thing was going to hit pay dirt. And when I found one that seemed to be more popular, I leaned in and I leaned in and I set my hair on fire and I burned the house down for a mm -hmm. week. And I don't know what worked and what didn't work. I mean, I, I have ideas and opinions, but it didn't matter. If I thought it was working, I still had to do 25 other things to push traffic. And you, there's only three ways to get traffic. You can buy the traffic. You can pay for advertising. You can borrow the traffic. Right now, I'm borrowing the audience you have built, right? And then you can build traffic, which is like what you're doing here, right? You have a podcast. Mm -hmm. People follow mm -hmm. you after a while. You build a community. Those are the only three ways to get traffic. Everything you can do yep. falls into one of those three camps, paying for it, borrowing it, or buying it, or building it, sorry. Buy, mm -hmm. borrow, build. And so for your book, you know, that you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And you can do it online. You can do it offline. Mm -hmm. You can do a book tour. But I will say one thing, if it's offline, it can be really helpful if you go to trends.google.com and you put your keyword or some keywords into the search bar and look at the map that Google gives you for where this term is being searched for the most. And you can go worldwide, you can go within your country. So if you're going to do an event for your book, mm. you want to do a book tour, mm. you should only go to the places that people care about your topic. Mm. And put that into trends.google.com and take a look at the map and, you know, go back mm. as many years as you have to to try and get enough data and see what happens and take a look at the world. Maybe you should do an international tour. So there's a lot of things that go in it, but it means go where the where the buyers are. That's the big key yeah. thing. Yeah. And and thank you very much for for that um, tip, Daryl, because it's my, my book is about the topic about Tea, the, uh, and the title that I have is the, the mm. second most popular beverage in the world, and that's tea. So uh, that's why I want to explore that even more. Like uh, one of the top um, uh, search on Instagram is coffee. And I, 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 for the record, I drink coffee also, espresso and good, good stuff there. But I'm a tea, tea drinker and tea enthusiast and tea amateur. I am a lover of things in French. But the, the beverage tea is not up on the top list, what I know about. And that's interesting in a way, in, on Instagram, for example. But maybe on search, uh, it, it could be another story. So uh, I will look uh, out for that and I, I want to talk to you more about that in, in the future. So I appreciate for that uh, insight there to do the Google trends there and search mm, for uh, markets and uh, specific areas and so on. So. Thanks, uh, Daryl, for that. Yeah.
Great. So anything else you want to say regarding literature, personal development or future plans? And of course, you have to tell me, uh, my listeners, where they could find sure. you. I could, of course, I will include in the show notes the interview <laughs> we did three years ago. But well, any, my name is Daryl, D-A-R-Y-L, last name Urbanski, U-R-B as in boy, A-N as in knight, S-K-I, Urban, Urban Ski, Urbanski. Mm. And you can just find me on Facebook. You can uh, Google my Ski. name as yeah. what we just yeah. did here. You can go to bestbusinesscoach.ca. Uh, any channel, it really depends yep. what your your goal or motivation is. If you're just curious who I am, do a search, look me up. Um, if you actually want to contact me directly, you can email me at skillsforsuccess at consultant.com, S-K-I-L-L-S-F-O-R-S-U-C-C-E-S-S at mm-hmm. consultant.com. Uh, and that's really it. And as far as anything else to say, I mean, it's tough to say it. Just I, yep. I need to know about the person's specific problem. I honestly think the only thing I would want to leave people with is, is more that research is coming out, the better your life will be if you are more active than less. That means walking. That means going to the gym three to five days a week. And it means eating plants, primarily a plant-based diet and protein and avoiding things that come out of boxes, breads, pastas rice mm. high carbs get off the carb low low carb is legit get all your carbs from fruit and vegetables plants like walnuts and peanuts and almonds get all your carbs from plants and eat protein eggs mm. meat you know and if you just do that and if you are very active in terms of walking every day and you go to the gym three times or more a week, you are very likely to prevent seven out of 10 things that kill people on our planet right now. Seven out of the 10 things that kill people are from poor diet and Mm. lack of proper uh, exercise, proper activity. And so the more active you can be, the better you will be. The better your animal is. I go to the gym almost every day, five, six days a week. And I've, I've found that if I don't, I don't think well. I don't – I'm not at my best. When you em- enhance your animal, you enhance mm. everything about your animal, which includes your brain and your brainstem and your central nervous system that shoots you – know, like, like, that coordinates you. All this stuff, your ability to reason, your emotional stability, it's probably the single most important thing you could do for yourself, your life, your business, your loved ones is to fix your diet, get away from sugary drinks, get away from sugar as much as you can unless it's in fruit and don't drink fruit. Don't drink fruit because there's no fiber. If you take fruit and you remove mm. the fiber, it is just like having a can of soda. You have to get the sugar from fruit with the fibers of fruit, and then you're okay. Mm. And otherwise, eat plants and protein. Uh, food mm. companies are killing people because of the stuff they're doing. It's like drug dealers. They buy a pound of cocaine, and they add a pound of baking soda, and now they have two pounds. Food companies do that. Restaurants do that with our food. They add all sorts of non-food items to it. If it has a food label on it, a nutrition label, it's likely not real food because you don't find a nutrition label on cucumber or celery or broccoli or chicken. All that stuff has no food label on it. It's just food. It goes bad. So uh, that's the last thing. If I could do anything to help your listeners, it would be to tell them they need to 10x their activity level legitimately. You need to walk more. You need to exercise more. You need to get your heart rate up. You need to move your body, full range of motion, and you need to eat 
real food. And because they've all sorts of proof that academics, kids perform better if they're fitter, uh, mortality rates, all this stuff. And seven out of the 10 things that kill people is from terrible food choices. And it's not often people's fault. There are places in the world that they're called food deserts. And that's where you are in an urban jungle, a city, a concrete jungle. And there's nowhere you can go to get some broccoli or to get some lettuce or to get a carrot or a pepper. All your only options are boxed meals. And that's a food desert because it basically means everything you're eating is full of crap. And, mm. uh, you know, and so that's why it's a food desert. And that's it's causing everything. It, the more and more they're looking at it, the more we're discovering that there's been big companies lobbying and paying off experts to hide the damage that their foods are doing. And that's that's another rant I just went on. But it's honestly a hugely important thing. Yeah. And that could be uh, for another episode where we could talk about how the market to, could uh, so-called fix this problem uh, with uh, using technology that you could uh, connect uh, uh, like yep. uh, local farmers yep. and others and, yep. and traders with the cus customers uh, directly. Sure. So that uh, is another topic for another time. So thanks for that input, Daryl. And uh, talk to talk to you soon again. And thanks for for your time. And uh, <laughs> now I'll take some uh, a sip of uh, my right. tea here. So I'm, I'm going to go have some rooibos tea. I love tea. There, so I love with, tea. Uh, fiber and uh, so on. Yeah, tea is great for you. Oh. Yeah, good good to hear. And rooibos will be uh, the red bush uh, plant in South Africa, and that will be in mm. my book number eight because it's not from Camellia mm. sinensis, the tea plant, mm -hmm. but it's a it's a great alternative to tea, rooibos. So enjoy your rooibos, Daryl, and thank you, you again, again for the time here and uh, talk to you soon again. Cheers.